Chicago Where the fries serve cold But the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south The Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house Two Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street Any team make a move and they never skip a beat And in this house, this is where we be Welcome to the show with E-Rock and Big Z Welcome, welcome, welcome Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with your hosts, E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Episode 56 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code True Fan 15 for 15% off your entire order. That is True Fan 15 for 15% off your entire order. Get your official TCSF t shirts now. Go and get them. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my co host, my boy, E Rock. What up, B? What's good, C? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome in. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Shoot over there, click on the support button, and mm-hmm. you can have uh, a couple of different options to uh, be able to support the show and become a subscriber. Today's guest is a huge Cubs fan. Finally, oh boy. Finally, oh we got, got a Cubs fan. He is a certified comic book aficionado, and you can catch his show, The Fly Nerd Group, on Twitch and YouTube. The one and only Sean Akins, aka Coachy Soulstar, joins us today. Man, I can't wait to talk about these crazy Chicago baseball trades. The trade deadline was out of this world. We get to talk about it. Unfortunately, there's a lot of Cubs uh, uh, fans uh, not happy right now. Hey, guess what? Uh, We finally get to talk about the Cubs because we always, (laughs) always have White Sox guests. And I've I've seen people on the page be like, hey, uh, how come you guys don't do any any Cubs news and any Cubs anything? I'm not in charge of Cubs news on the page. I do my White Sox stuff. (laughs) I do my job. We're trying, ladies and gentlemen. We're trying to give you Cubs uh, news. But unfortunately, they haven't been giving us good news for most of the season. But Z, let me tell you real quick a little bit about our friends over at acsi with over 50 expert technicians in the chicagoland area acsi offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring whether residential cable installation fiber to the home or commercial structured cable wiring z let me tell you the most impressive thing about acsi during these hard times, the ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hasia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech, that's ACSI Tech, and click on Careers to Apply Today. Go get you a job. This week, we are all Chicago baseball. Like I said, our boy, Coachy Soulstar, is in the house. He's guest hosting with us the whole show. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all these crazy trade deadline moves. We're going to talk about our favorite, all-time favorite Chicago Cubs players and memories. And we also talk about his hip-hop career and our thoughts about Lollapalooza. Um, you can put your short shorts away. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Before we get to all of that, let's hear a quick word from our friends over at Anchor. 
Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. It's time to touch bases with our baseball teams. And with us today is a huge Cubs fan. I finally got us a one. Cubs fan, ladies and gentlemen. They're hiding. No, we, we not, we're not going to talk about how many fans <laughs> exist on both sides of town, all right? No, you, you got us on that. You beat us on that. But check it out. My homie, Sean Akins, a.k.a. Kochi Soulstar, is here to talk Cubs and Sox. We'll give you, we're going to talk about Sox, too. Yeah. But yeah. I got my Cubs fan here with us today. Ladies and gentlemen, this is three up and three down. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes, you're out. All right. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Super excited to have you on the show, man. Uh, you know, Eddie needs a little bit of balance on the show now. He needs some cup people on the show. So, you know, we got to give him, especially this week, you know, you got to give you guys your voice, let you guys vent, let you guys express your feelings. Um, hopefully you're not, you're not a dramatic like some cup fans that I've seen on, on, oh on the boy. internet burning oh their boy. jerseys, which they should never do because those guys were awesome for your team. All right. Listen, be- before we yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not on the extreme spectrum. I'm okay, definitely good. I'm definitely a hard, hardcore fan, but I'm also realistic. Yes, uh, thank so, you. But this this week was, some, was something. It, it was one for the so, ages, and I and I was uh, uh, texting with with the guys here, and I said this has been the most exciting trade deadline in the last twenty years. Absolutely, no yeah. matter no matter the team, all the every, everybody was wheeling and dealing, and you're like, right. where is this guy going? And then the guys that were supposed to move, like Trevor Story, yeah, never left Colorado. Right. right, sorry, bro. So let me let me do this first. I want to say a couple things. Maybe talk some of these Cubs fans off the ledge. Okay. I know, I know, Rizzo, he was the one that caught that last out in the World Series, okay? Yep. yep. Grounder to Bryant, over to first, Rizzo with the out, ball in the, the pocket. pocket. I love Rizzo. And in the air, yep. I love Rizzo. Yeah. He's 32 with back problems. He's gone to the Yankees, and he's already done great things with them. I think mm-hmm. he was, you know, aside from Joe DiMaggio, one of the only players with so many home runs and so many hits and so on and so forth, Rizzo will be fine. He'll be fine in New York. Okay. Javi, we love Javi. We talked about him in yeah. heart and soul for the Puerto Rican community in mm-hmm. Chicago. They named a little street or whatever. In after Humble him. Park, yeah. In Humble yeah, Park. We love, we love, we love Javi. But guess what? He's always swinging. And the, here's the big thing. He was offered a contract. Rizzo was offered a yep. contract. KB was offered a yep. contract. They didn't take those contracts. The only one to take it was Hendricks. And... and, and Good for him, because you know what I mean. Like I feel like he's just uh, he's with Hendricks. We didn't know what he was gonna be when he right. came over. To he, the he's Cubs. like, I'll take I'll take the big payday. Right. I don't know if I, if I'm gonna get one, so I'll take the big payday. Yeah. So this is this is my thing. All right. We still got Contreras. Yes, you do. You still got Hendricks. Okay. These are some leaders leaders of the team. And you got Hayward too. You, you got know, Hay- if you want you to speech. All right. Stop. Stop. Because let me tell you something. You're not even giving me the space to talk about my team when so many fans are upset. And I don't do this to you. No, the lie detector test determined that was a lot. So oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. We do not. And and you can go back and look at the receipts because we record every single week. Yes. And I do not give you a hard time about the White Sox. If no. anything, I give you props for the White Sox. You do. You do because so you watch you watch both sides out. Cubs fan, give me my space. Stop I, being a Sox I'm fan. Gonna, I'm going to sit Stop back now. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to give E his time now. <laughs> I, I'm going to swig on my beer oh, over man. here and give E his space. Am I, am, I watching a, am I watching a Royce and Lupe thing unfold <laughs> in front of me right now? Is this Royce and Lupe all over again? <laughs> hey, as long as I'm Lupe, I'm all good with it. Uh, kick, kick, push rocks. 
All right, no, no. Like I said, listen, Rizzo is gone. Baez is gone. Uh, KB is gone. These are guys that we expected to get traded. Okay, yes, we, we knew for sure that that KB and Kimbrough were the biggest trade ships. Yep. I think the biggest shock that happened for Cubs fans was that number one, Rizzo was traded. Number two, he was the first one traded. He was the first yeah. chip to fall after Jock Peterson. We like Jock Peterson. Uh, he was not a Cub in the sense of these other guys. You right? guys weren't invested in 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 an emotional status. Right. Not not what you're core well, for. So wouldn't you say that that the Rizzo trade actually needed to be the first one because it kind of was the most gut wrenching? So they just pulled the band aid off right away. Yeah, it wasn't a band aid. They stepped you know, on your foot, punched you in the gut, and, and just slapped you in the face. I mean, that was yeah, that was a brutal I mean, one. It, it, yeah, it was it was a lot. But in my opinion, as the other news unfolded, I was actually still stuck on right. Rizzo till we got to buy it. Right. I was stuck on Rizzo till we got the bias. And we got the bias, and I was like, oh, this is for real. Like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. So here's 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 my real thing is that, you know, we we saw the very beginning of this starting to fall apart. Uh, Fowler not coming back and signing with the Cardinals. Okay. Addison Russell was domestic abuse charges, and it just kind of kept going from there. From, yeah. You know, it just kept going down. Yeah. We saw guys like John Lackey retire. We saw, um, like, you know, Travis Wood and some of these other players go to other teams. Chapman that came and went. So we saw a lot of guys that were part of that team come in here, do their thing, and move on to other places, okay? Um, Madden gone. So this is, you know, we, we saw uh, Ross La- Ross retire and come back. Yeah, you lost, so you lost Lester. You was traded. There's well, he was a, after that, but still. There's a lot, of, a lot of different pieces, and I think what's happening is that Cubs fans, I think about it this way, is that when we talk about, for example, Blackhawks hockey, a lot of fans in Chicago did not pay attention to Blackhawks hockey until 09 when they started really kind of getting good, right. and then 10, they won their championship, 13, 15, so on and so right. forth. And then you kind of get fans that fall off when they're not winning anymore. And, yeah. that's, and that's the case. Fair weather fans, right. Just like we saw in 05 with the Chicago so, White yes. Sox. And then 6 and 7, and, and we saw them kind of falter back right. and forth. And then uh, 08 came, and they were in the playoffs again like right. the Cubs. So, I mean, you have to understand, as a baseball fan, regardless of what um, team that you root for, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be highs and lows. But I think the biggest heart wrench that you have, and I've seen a lot of Cubs fans say, I will never watch the Cubs again. Yeah, okay. Understand that these guys that got traded away, they're not dead. No. They're still around. This is a move that's looking towards the future. Yes. Okay? The Cubs have a lot of really good prospects sitting there waiting to come up. You got Braylon Marquez, uh, Brendan Davis, Miguel Amaya, Christian Hernandez, and Ed Howard, your top five prospects. Marquez is and Amaya are probably going to be ready to come up this year. Did Amaya come up for a cup of coffee? He might He might have when oh. Contreras was. So, I mean, like, we have a lot of good players. I'm, I'm going to go down. Let, let me finish the top ten yeah. prospects the Cubs have. <laughs> so, I said Marquez, Davis, Amaya, Christian Hernandez, shortstop. Mm-hmm. And this, this kid's only 17. Ed Howard is 19. Pre- Pete Crow Armstrong, outfielder, 19 years old. Yeah. Alexander uh, Canario, uh, 21 years old. I think... We, uh, a guy that you'll probably see next season come up is Alexander Vizcaino, who's 24, a little bit older as far as prospects are concerned. Then you have Cole Franklin and you have Christian uh, Morrow. So you have a lot of good players that are getting ready to come up and make an impact. And if you, you can root for the former Cubs on their other teams, yes. you can still be a fan. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, and I was actually talking to someone yesterday about like Steph Curry, for example. There's a lot of young kids that are probably getting ready to be teenagers now or they're in high school now that became 
fans of Steph Curry for what he did and became fans of the Warriors for that reason. Right. So you can still root for these players. I've seen people, how do I explain to my eight-year-old? Well, first of all, your eight-year-old was only three when the Cubs were in the World Series, so I don't know what that's about. It's just your no. own emotion. But guys, listen, the Cubs are still here. Be a fan of your team and not just the player. You can still root for the player and be excited for your team. It'll be okay, guys. We are still here. Let's look to the future. And don't abandon the Cubs because they traded away your favorite player. The Cubs are trying to get better so they can do it again. So it's, relax. It's the initial so shock. The, Go ahead, Sean. Yeah, the I mean, overall, what what Cubs fans um, tend and, and me being me, me being you and I used to be one of these kind of fans where I didn't separate the emotion from the business. Yeah, I didn't look at I didn't look past the season. And once you start looking past the season that you're in, you be- actually, I feel you become a better fan because you realize that what they did was a business move to yes. secure something mm-hmm. further down. It, what, what, what happens to all championship teams where they are a super team, a team that gutted it out, a team of Cinderella's, is that it falls apart eventually yep. at some point. Yeah. And where mm-hmm. you're never going to be ready for it you're never going to be uh, set for it to happen. And sometimes it takes the shape of what the 2005 Sox did mm-hmm. and what the current Cubs did, which is a fire sale. Both teams have fire sales in their right. histories. Now, granted, at the time that the Sox made their trade in 2005, I kind of felt it was only slightly premature. It did work out yep. because they weren't that far out of contention in the, for the playoffs. They kind of tanked it and just was like, all right, we're getting rid of everybody. We're quitting on the season. That was how I felt that it, that went. This Cubs team, I feel, is a little different. It, it had to happen. The farm system that has been developed for the Cubs yeah. is amazing, and yes. you have to let it have its place. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, we're looking at – I've seen a lot of people say, too, that they're disappointed and they want to compare this 2016 team, uh, Cubs team to the 85 Bears. But – you have to, as a Cubs fan, and, and, and it's because there was only one. That's the only thing you can compare it to because it's not, it's apples and oranges. But but here's the thing. It was the first championship in, in 108 years. 108 years. So yeah, it's special. And, and a lot of people are saying, you know, when they talk about one championship versus multiple, and that it applies in every sport now, they're like, well, you know, one is the new none. If you only got one with that team, I'm like, first of no. all, hold hold the phone. No, that, that's no, nonsense. That's, 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 yeah, it's a it's a bad, bad it's a bad it's a bad 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 take. Like I said, you guys were good for you know a good period of time, so it's it, different with the Bears. Hard, they weren't like that. Go ahead, go ahead. It's Sean. hard to do championships twice. Yes. That is hard. Yeah. For in any sport, whether it be golf, tennis, NBA, NFL, it is hard because. If that's the case, it was so easy. The Kansas City Chiefs would have done it twice. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you, you got. And they team, had the same. You got teams. You know, they had all the teams. Yeah. yeah well, what ahead. I was saying, you got teams like like the Atlanta in the '90s who were in contention every year, year and out. They only got one mm-hmm. in ten years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that, that's how hard it is. <laughs> and and that's the thing is that yeah. when you look at consider the fact for especially for Cubs fans, especially for Cubs fans our age. Mm-hmm. We you went through to the lows of lows. We went through the lows. And you know how many people, once the Cubs won the World Series, say, I wish my dad was of here. Of course. I wish course. my grandpa was here. He yeah. watched yeah, no, they, he watched that. the Cubs for 60 years and yeah. he never got to see this, you know? Oh, man. My, my Uncle Doc would have loved to have seen 
that championship. Uh, yeah. God rest his soul. Because like, like he, you know, like like I told you, like he took me to so many Cubs games as a kid. He was the reason I became a Cubs fan. Was like, you know, uh, making that trip from the West Side to Wrigley Field. You know, and and we sat in the bleachers yeah. in the eighties. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. like like, like I came back from I came back from Cubs games like Wesley Snipes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was cooked out there in that sun. Yeah. And in, in my in my super eighties uh 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 tank top, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> just like just sitting in the sun eating peanuts, uh eating peanuts and hot dogs and uh watching him slowly drink one beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you say. It. Yeah, man, yeah, hey, you know, uh we didn't really get to this yet, but tell me, you know, tell me some of your favorite memories going to the uh, Cubs games with your uncle as a kid. Um, the, the the best memory was accidentally meeting Sean Dunstan. Okay, um, uh, because you know it's the eighties. Um, in my once we got once we got comfortable, and my uncle got comfortable with us getting there, I would actually go to the concession stands by myself oh, okay. sometimes. You know, I was just like because I would be able to go and make my way back. You know, it's the eighties. That's, they, that's the old school kids. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, you, just have, you, you just have to hope that your kid comes back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta hope that they come back. Latchkey so kids. I was, I, I actually, uh, I actually went, you know, exploring around. Of course you the do. Stadium, found, yeah, found the area where the locker rooms were, and you know, sec- and security was was like not as hardcore then as they are now about like keeping people out. So I was just standing around. And Sean Dunstan ran out, out from the from the bench, ran out through the locker room, and ran and got a hot dog. Oh. And he and like so pretty much he ran right past me. And as he came back, he did like the classic, oh hey, and like touch my head, like hey kid. And nice. then I kept going. <laughs> that's dope. <laughs> I mean, that's a great memory. That is a great memory. That's, yeah, that's that, 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 that was dope. Um, uh, uh, seeing uh, seeing Ryan Sandberg do a triple play, mm. like start one, you know. That was dope. And then just watching young Andre Dawson, man, wondering how he didn't stain his jersey with curl juice. <laughs> with the soul glow. <laughs> oh, man, that, that's fantastic. I'm like, man, well, how is his jersey so bright white? We got that curl that's like touching the shoulders, man. Like, how, how is he doing? Hey, that, that's, that's the original drip. It is your curl. The, a carefree curl is the original. You are absolutely right. Oh, man, so, so it sounds like you've been a Cubs fan for a very long time. So who is your favorite oh, yeah. Cubs player of all time? You know, I have because I, I met him. It used to be Sean Dunstan. Mm. And then uh, when I met him at Cubs Fest, it become it became Andre Dawson. OK, because uh, he was a really nice dude. Like Andre Dawson, when I met him at, at, at a Cubs event, was just like, it's not like it is now where it's like it's like fifty dollars to get an autograph. Yeah. You can't talk to them for no amount right. of time. Like I got to talk to him. Like like legit talk baseball about even though I, I was still learning the game, I'm just sitting there talking like, hey, what what was it like to do this and what's it like to do that? What's it like to hit a home run? And he entertained my little kid ass questions. <laughs> you know, like oh, I, you know, I think he uh, understood. Was- yeah, he understood being a small kid and, and especially uh, uh, and the African American, like, yeah, there's not many of us in the sport, yeah. And now yeah. I have a small African American asking me all these questions, and he's excited about baseball. Yeah. I'm gonna give him his time. Yeah. So you, you might have got yeah, more I mean, time than anybody else in that in that factor. Like, I'm gonna encourage 
him to pursue the love of baseball. And and and, and that's what I, I talk to E about this a lot, that there's not many in the game right now. Yeah. And that that's it's a sad not. situation. I mean, I I, I, I I talk to Curtis Grandison off and on and we talk about this all the time and it's just like he's doing so much for UIC baseball and, and his organization. Uh, he has a charity event every November and yeah. he's trying to, he's trying to do so much for the community to get baseball back into that community, but it's just not happening. Well, I mean, I, I think well, it's, it's go, a, ahead. go ahead, Sean. Yeah. It's a tough sell in the baseball is a tough sell because it's, it's such slow. a lengthy process yeah. compared to the other sports. Yeah. It's, it's not the it's not the get get out of the hood now sport. It's not the sexy the sport. NFL yeah, and NFL is. It's not the sexy. It's not the sexiest. It may be the most secure. Yes. Once you get in, because those contracts are lengthy and forever, and yes, much man. like the NBA, are they are buying like an NBA contract is ironclad. Yeah. Right. These people still getting paid right yep. now. Larry, Larry Brown receives three NBA checks. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's and and so and once again the NFL and NBA quick quick turnarounds like oh they get the eyes on me I get in you at least even if you even if you're a bust you get a few mil to start your life off yeah, right even if you were bust you with know, baseball it's a grind you gotta go through the farm system gotta play in the minors you gotta make you gotta make you know a little more than minimum wage to like get through this while you sacrificing your body it's not it's not as appealing I'd be the first person to say it is not as appealing but I think it's worth it it sure I is I think it's worth I think it's worth going through that because chances are, A, you'll find out what you really can and can't do. Yep. And if this is for you in the farm system, you find that out. Like, is this is, is baseball really going to be your life? That's where you find it out. At. So but it, they sh- it should be built up more in, in high schools in the inner city. And it's not like it used to. No, like baseball be big amongst high schools as well as as basketball in Chicago. And it's not the same. You know, I, I think, you know, kind of touching on that same vein, I, I think the biggest thing is there's a lot of competition for especially young black men in Chicago across the country for your services, whether, hey, I want to be a football player. Hey, I, wa- I want to be a basketball player. I want to be a musician. There's a lot. I want, I want to be an artist. There is a lot of competition for attention mm-hmm. um, and, and, and how to build up your life. Now, what's the quickest way to get out the hood? Well, be, be good at basketball because all you need is a ball and a hoop. Baseball, you need equipment. You need to be able to travel. You need this. You need that. And unless somebody's funding that yeah. program, good luck. And and all you need, you know what I mean. Like if you want to be a musician, hey, get on get on uh, YouTube, make some noise, see if someone notices you, and see if you can catch on. It's happened to plenty, plenty of musicians, and you know it's just there's a lot of competition, like I said, for attention for uh, every kid that's out there just trying to make some money and trying to get out the hood, or some that want to stay in the hood. You know what I mean? Like there's hey, you got yeah. a lot of a lot of kids that, that make some money uh, selling drugs. You know what I mean? And it's just a big struggle. How do we how do we build up these programs? You have to have something where people seem that they can get an immediate response and immediate wealth. And well, that's the problem is that especially with this generation now, yeah. a lot of people don't want to work for that. They're just waiting for that bag to yeah. show up in their front step without really having to do much. Yeah, it's it's an instant gratification microwave yep. thing right now. Yep. Like, the quick the quicker you can get it. The better, the better you tend to feel about it, and people are very accepting of flash in the pan. Yeah, like, like, it, like, like people are very willing to accept. Oh, I'll take this million now instead of saying, "Let me work and secure ten million. Like, let me work hard yeah. for these next five years and secure ten million. But they take the million 
Yeah. They take the first million up front. They're like, oh, I'll take that signing bonus. I'll take that endorsement deal right away. And, don't- and then when they don't end up being able to, like, you know, take Lonzo Ball. Did not live up to the hype. Nope. Mm-mm. I live up to the hype, and and now you know he's gonna be he's gonna be one of those random NBA journeymen bouncing team to team and out and out of the league before he's thirty. Yeah, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I, he's gonna I, stick around. He's gonna stick I, around for a little bit. But the last thing we're seeing about him is that the Cubs are or not the Cubs, the Bulls oh are, are looking like they have uh, some mutual interest there. So that that'll be interesting to see what happens. I know our boy Mike Logic is gonna lose his mind if the if the Bulls get. Uh, Lines of ball because he sure does love them balls. I feel shocked. I just do it. In post. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. B- before we transition, because I see Z over here. No, itching. no, we're fine. He's, he's I'm itching. not. He's itching. I know he. No, I'm not all. Yeah, I, I wanted to continue this talk. This I, is a really good talk because I have former students that went to the NFL, and you know, like you said, I'm going to take that quick check. Okay. Yeah. Do you understand what taxes are? Because when you're yeah. an NFL player, you have to pay taxes on every state yeah. that you yes. play for and if you don't set that money yeah. aside you're gonna have to pay it with no money because you spent all your money because you were being flashy well you look look at what happened a couple years ago when the nfl went on strike and you had a lot of these players uh borrowing money from coaches and yeah. like financial institutions with a crazy markup on the uh on the uh the vig you know what i mean oh like, yeah oh yeah and yeah so i mean like the, the it's not it's not something that gets eliminated when you uh, join the NFL and you get a contract. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is that I try to remind people is that just like you get a check every week, every two weeks, whatever it is, uh-huh. NFL players get paid the same way. So the thing they is, is that the, the problem is, is that they're living beyond their means and they're waiting. And, and you you can still live paycheck to paycheck if your check is a million dollars every week. You know and what I mean? And that's how they live. And yeah. that's because exactly what it is. I, used, I was a banker for about four or five different uh, Bears players. And they would call me personally, like, hey, Z, I'm coming through after practice. I need 10 Gs. And I'm like, I'm like, you don't need 10 Gs. It's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. You how don't many, need 10 Gs. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many Taco Tuesdays are you hitting up, man? What's up? Well, the thing, you know, it, it, it was, uh, what's his name? The guy, the kid, the kid from Michigan that didn't pan out. Uh, For the Bears? Yeah, the receiver. Oh, David Terrell? David, oh, David Terrell. Yeah, yeah. He's like Zeke. David. Yeah, he come in there and this is that. And then I would have Darius Miles. Hey, Z, I need 25 Gs. I'm like, man, I can't get you 25 Gs right now on a you know, you know, on a dime. And he's and, like, he's like, I'm around the corner. No, sorry, bro. Yeah, even if you show up, he showed up with uh, one of the Destiny Child's chicks, <laughs> uh, the skinny one. And and he's introducing. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. But like, I gotta go back to work because I can get fired. For, yeah. You know, for just talking to you outside. Right. And so yeah, I would have all these guys in there. I'm like. Dude, you know you have to pay taxes because you played in Boston and you played in Miami. You got to pay these taxes. Yeah. And so, yeah, they would quickly spend easily 50000 in a week. That's insane. That, I- Man, if I was in the NFL especially with those contracts not being guaranteed. Exactly. Yep. Knowing, that, knowing that you could get cut week two and be paychecklist for the rest of the year right i would be so careful with that money yes. because once again it's not the it's not the nba where your money's ironclad them contracts is guaranteed from the jump you right. sign for 30 million that's even what you're if getting you get, even if they boot you off the team next season you're getting that 30 million absolutely you know so that you know and it's the same with baseball baseball contracts hard hard mm-hmm. guaranteed mm-hmm. bobby bonilla man it was just bobby bonilla <laughs> we were just, just a couple yeah. days Right, <laughs> it I, was just Bobby a day. He still got what another six years to go. That's insane. It, it yeah, mean. yeah. I mean, so, so 
if in the NFL especially, I would do all I, and the contracts are smaller. Yes. You know, you're a lineman getting paid 300 grand this year and you sacrifice a lot of your body. I would definitely be careful with how I spent my money. And the average career of an NFL player is about three, a little three, less yeah, than three, three years. Three and a half, like, that, like yeah. from two and a yeah. half to three and a half years. Uh, and especially those specialty positions where, you know, they'll draft the right receiver and they'll, oh, you know what? We don't need a wide receiver. Uh, now you're playing linebacker. And you don't, you've yeah. never played linebacker, and you're like, well, you're not good. You're getting cut. Sorry. Now you look at what happened with Hester and the way that he kind of got bounced around, and, and it re- yeah. I think yeah. the Bears finally realized you're you're only a special teamer. They should have realized it a lot earlier. Well, whatever. you know, he's not the sharpest no. crayon in the box. <laughs> hey, but listen, before we transition over to some White oh, Sox moments, because that's what I said. I know Z is itching, no, waiting for some White Sox. I love talking baseball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, tell us your aside from the 16 World Series, your favorite Chicago Cubs game moment. My favorite Chicago Cubs game outside of the World Series. I, I as an as an adult, uh, I came back from I was at Eastern Illinois University for a year um, in the, in the late 90s. I came back and bought some random Cubs tickets. They were mm. playing the Mets. And I, I just, I got to see, I can't think of the name of the pitcher, but man, did they own Piazza. I mean, they, they bitched him up the whole game. It was a thing of beauty. I wish I could it, He was like, every time, like you could see the frustration on Piazza's face in, the, in like the replays and stuff. I like, cause I couldn't see his face obviously where I was sitting. But I enjoyed the game so much that I, I like watched the rebroadcast on WGN nice. in an ungodly hour of the morning. And you could see the frustration on Mike Piazza's face. He's like, why the fuck can I hit this dude? And I and I wanna say it wasn't even a, it, I wanna say it wasn't even one of our higher class pitchers at the time. Like just, just some rotation guy who just happened to be on fucking fire. Like Alec Mills when he, I, hit a, he had a, a no hitter. Yeah, yeah. So like nowhere. that, man. It's like oh, yeah, just out of nowhere, man. This dude was just stymieing the Mets, man. And the Cubs were just hitting runs. I was like, this is great. Like, this is the greatest <laughs> Cubs game ever. <laughs> Let what? me tell you, I went, I paid, I paid for some stinkers. I didn't, I paid, I was like, oh my God, this is. <laughs> oh, we, we've all, we've all done that. We've all been to stinkers. Uh, so, what about you, E? So, I'll I tell you, I got a couple of moments. Um, one, I'll tell you my. I like we've been over this on the show before. I was not a baseball fan. I didn't care about baseball right. until the race between Sosa and McGuire. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing Sammy Sosa hit some home runs, um, I was. I remember being at a game. Uh, I was actually just talking to someone about this in a bar the other night. Mm-hmm. We went to a doubleheader. It was my me and my boy Johnny, who was mm-hmm. one of my best friends in high school. Uh, we went to the game and we went to the early game and they won. And I think Sammy Sosa like hit like a walk off in the eleventh or whatever. And we left and now we're chilling at Sluggers or wherever we're at. And second game comes over. They didn't. They didn't win. It's kind of drizzling outside now, and we're driving around. And we've been drinking because that's what we do. And uh, we see all the fans coming out of the Wrigley. He's like, "Oh man, I, what happened?" They're like, "Oh, they lost." I was like, "Oh, we went to the good game." <laughs> so we're like clowning everybody out there. Like, and then just just that, and like being going to Wrigley, and you used to be able to bounce around seats a little bit more. Now mm-hmm. they're because yeah. you know, the World Series is a little bit yeah. more stringent. But yeah, I mean, you know, just sitting there and like taking in Wrigley, I, just walking up those those steps and just seeing the field. It's just like when you go to the United Center when you kind of you're walking through the concourse and you get a glimpse of the uh, um, the the uh, the court and you're like, oh man, I'm here again. Like it's mm-hmm. just just that that yeah. feeling when you come back. So let's take a, let's yeah, take a quick. You. 
let's take a quick break right here, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some White Sox. Oh, yeah, White Sox. Oh, well, there's strikes two and three right there. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. <laughs> Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride, so do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yeah. Again, just to remind you guys, we do have our special, special guest today. The homie Kochi Solstar is here, and we're going to continue our Cubs conversation with all these moves that went down. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about our favorite moments, uh, our Cubs moments. And what yeah. I want to do is I want to ask our White Sox fan, what is your favorite Cubs moment? So one of my favorite moments is uh, I worked at Jewel at South Park and Addison. And obviously that's come that's Cubs uh, the hood uh-huh. and and you know what all of my friends are Cub fans and I'm in minority so I'm like whatever, but I was a fan of Sammy Sosa, and Sammy Sosa yeah. brought baseball back along with Mark McGuire during the home run chase, and working during that 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 era was just amazing to be because I I was you know I was a bag boy and then I, you know they're like oh want to go get carts I'm like yeah I'm gonna go outside. <laughs> and I would take my time and it'd be like, you know, 730, 8 o'clock. And you can still see the aura of the Wrigley Field from, from there. You see all the lights and whatever. And when Sammy would hit a home run, you would hear the rumble, yes. the rumble. Yes. And I'm like, I'm a mile away and I can hear this rumble. And it just it was literally goosebumps to, to see to feel that. And I'm not even a, a Cub fan, but I, I respected the Cubs. My favorite player uh, growing up was Ryan Sandberg until Frank Thomas came up. So I respected the team, but that was amazing. And a lot of Cub players and their wives would show up at, at, at the Jewel Osco. So I would see a lot of the players yeah. there. And, 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 that, and that's Kerry what I was saying. Especially. That's what I was saying before is that, you know, the, the main reason that I was even a baseball fan period is because of what Sammy and uh, and McGuire did. And that's something we talked about when that uh, – the, yeah, that terrible documentary. That's what I was going to say. That was a terrible documentary because it didn't yeah, give any love for Sammy. The long gone summer, yeah. I mean, I, I would say along with that, even though he played so uh, so much before I was even aware that baseball existed, mm-hmm. Ron Santo on the radio, it was like, that was like my, my baseball grandfather. Mm-hmm. I, I was just, like I was saying, I was just talking to someone the other day when I, I still remember where I was. When Ron Santo passed away, that was sad. And, it, and it was the only, and I'm not an autograph seeker. I don't go search him out. I used to work with a guy years ago who was a big autograph guy, and I was, and he was like, "Yeah, I got a couple of Ron Santos." I says, "I'll buy one of those Ron." I, he, he had already passed, and I was like, Still. "I loved him." I remember it just felt like it was it was just something right about hearing him root for the Cubs, being a Cub, and. You know, his two prosthetic legs, one with the pinstripes, one with the cubby blue. He was just so much about the Cubs, and he was just so much fun. And even in his later years when he was just, like, 
old and kind of just there kind of watching the games with Pat Hughes, kind of making sure that, hey, you're still at the game. You know, don't don't burn the rug on your head anymore and stuff like that. So it was just <laughs> them two and nice. the way they interacted. It was just so much fun. And uh, and I just loved listening to Ron Santos. What, what, what really grinding my gears about Ron Santos is that he wasn't inducted while he was alive. He was That's well worthy way before yeah, he did that. He been inducted in the Hall of Fame while he was alive. Yeah, I, I 100% agree that, that Ron Santos so deserved. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, he, he deserved to have, give, to, have, to have put the jacket on, to have given a speech, to seen his bust. He deserved all of it. It was almost, it was more of a smack in the face. Yeah, it was afterwards, yeah. It was an insult to wait till he passed away because every single year when it came time to announce the inductees, you, you saw him sitting by the, by the phone and just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it, to me, I, look, I, I'm not going to say that I didn't want him in the Hall of Fame, but to me, it's like, yo, you spent all that time telling him no. If he's not in, he's not in. Right. Don't do it just because he passed away to to make the fans happy. Yeah, that, you know it, what I mean? It felt like an empty gesture. It, it was, yes, empty. definitely. It, it, it felt, yeah, it, it it supremely felt empty. And it, it was one of the few, it was one of those few times where I, where I kind of like went out there and had like one of those major sports rants. Like this is, this is terrible. Yeah. You know, this is absolutely terrible. So let, Because I, go ahead. Cause he deserves better than that. So, you know, while we're kind of talking about, uh, you know, decisions by Major League Baseball and, and things like that, you know, what what is your take on the management and the ownership of the Cubs right now? What do you what do you think about the Ricketts? <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I have to. OK, it's. It's it's having the it's like having the rich uncle you can't stand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you know like 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 the potential for you to do some cool shit is there, but y'all fucking up. <laughs> 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 you know, it's it's like it's like okay, y'all you, you out of all the major decisions, you got forty percent of them right. It got us a World Series. They just stay in that forty percent. Stop yeah. stop going thirty. Stop going twenty. Like go up, not down. Like they came in, they did, they did almost everything they need to do initially to get us that World Series. Yeah. We got the management, we got the manager, we got the players, we got the better farm system. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh my God, this is dope. And yeah. then it was like, yeah. then it started acting like. Then everything started becoming. We won the World Series, and then their attitude first started seeming like Cubs prior. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like oh, you you want it now? You're like yeah. You guys can go back to being lovable losers. The stands are filled. We're still selling merch. We're still making money off the tickets. So if you can compete, cool. But if you can't, we already seen the numbers. I think they we can live off. We can live off the World Series fame exactly. for a couple more years. They, they lived off the cape of the World Series, and what they started doing is like oh, yeah. we got a good enough product that the fans are going to show up. I mean, you, and I'm gonna say this: fans showed up regardless of how the team was doing. They, you guys always have a amazing fan base, yes. no matter if the Cubs are yeah. in last place or in first place. The stadium is full, and you guys get a lot of slack for it because whatever. But what the Rickets started doing said, "Whoa, we can play Monopoly here now, and we can buy yeah. all the rooftops and alienate the small business owners, the the people that." put in the 20 and 30 years of owning that building and getting some kind of revenue. I'm going to take that away from them. Hey, um, yeah, we're going to um, buy all the bars around here, too. I mean, they hold on, first yeah, of all, they, they, they started they started doing that already. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it was a shock after the World Series. This, th this is the way that, that I'll describe it. This is, 
Do you remember? I don't know if it's still on there, but you know the the Facebook relationship status. It's complicated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, this is. I, I look at it two ways. This is the ownership and the management that put the Cubs in place to win a World Series, and they did. Yes. And regardless of what you think about the moves that happened prior or, or, or after that, the thing is, is that we witnessed the best stretch of Cubs baseball in the history of the Cubs. Yeah. When you talk about the fact that in 15, they went and they just didn't make it. 16, they won. Seven, I mean, they kept winning the the uh, um, the division and kept going to the playoffs and kept going to the playoffs and even in the COVID year when we're like they're toast they won the division last year right so this is a team that was winning and winning and this is my most frustrating thing about the 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 outlash and the backlash about the management and your organization and your GM and your president that people are like I will never watch the Cubs again because they traded my favorite player. I'm like, you guys, these are the same people that didn't say a damn thing when they were losing 12 straight. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, them players that were on the team when they lost 12 straight, you want them back? Are you a Cubs fan or only the Cubs, uh, a, a fan of the player? That was my most frustrating thing. You're basically telling me you are not a Cubs fan. You are a fan of that player. You came in because they were. you thought they were good and you wanted, oh, it's so much fun. Hey, you're either a fan of the team or you're a fan of the player. And you can be both. But don't sit here and tell me that you hate the Cubs because they got rid of your player. It doesn't work that way. Not at all. You're either in well, or you're out. I, and I, I 100% agree with you there. But I also think marketing has uh, – the Cubs marketing has something to do with that because a lot of their top-tier names got most of the marketing focus. Not saying that you yeah. shouldn't. Of course, Jordan is your highlight, so he gets the focus. But they did, like, especially Rizzo, I felt – they put him as almost a solo. It was almost like Anthony Rizzo and the Cubs in some of their marketing. Yeah, yeah. It, it, the way it was presented, or he Hobby. was always yeah. Him and Javi pushed to the forefront. Everyone else pushed to the back. So I think when you're and, and when you're selling a product, the most simple-minded individual will be like, "Oh, that guy, number whatever, Rizzo. He's always up front. I'm gonna look into him, and then you get into that thing where like, I'm a Rizzo fan, yeah. not a Cubs fan. Like yeah. people tell me now, I'm a LeBron James fan, not a Lakers fan. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's that sort of is that sort of mentality. So yeah, you're right. These players still exist. You take your fandom to the Yankees. Then you're a Rizzo fan. Take your Rizzo fandom to the Yankees. And you can still the be real a fan Cubs. of Rizzo as an individual. You can be a fan of KB yeah, on the Giants. Yeah. You can be a fan of Javi on the Mets. You can be. Uh, I mean, if we're going to talk about White Sox. I don't know if you want to be a fan oh, of the White Sox. Wow. And, and, uh, hey, 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 hey. And, <laughs> and that's here's the thing. And, I, and I've said it. I've said it. I've been very Here vocal about the fact that I think the whole. North side, south side thing is is silly. It's silly. I'm more worried about the stupid Cardinals and the stupid Brewers. Agreed. That annoys me a hell of a lot more than oh the White Sox are doing good. My my buddy Steve, who um who I work with, and he's a big Cubs fan. He's like, well, hey, uh, the White Sox did this, and I says, hey, I'll pay attention. Like I I know what the White Sox are doing. Why did why did why is this guy in the lineup? I I don't care, Steve. I'm tired to tell you. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, with the front of the jersey still says Chicago. I was like, that's all, that's cool. So does the firing. I don't care about them either. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a fan of who I'm a fan of. I can respect what the White Sox are doing. I can pay attention. I can be happy mm-hmm. for my White Sox fans, friends, if they do well this season. 
But it doesn't mean I have to have an emotional connection to that team because I don't. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'll be happy if they win. I'm happy that a Chicago team is winning. Yes. But I don't have that emotional no, connection you to don't. that team. So this is one thing that bothered me because I went up to uh, Milwaukee or, uh, you know, Wrigley North. Because <laughs> uh, it was so uh, called. Uh, yeah, well, well, that day it was, you know, it was Comiskey North. And uh, we took over that ballpark. And there was a couple Cub fans there, and they're wearing the Cubs gear. And I'm like, hey, whatever. It doesn't bother me either way. And they're booing the White Sox. I'm like, um, you're not that sharp, huh? If we beat the Brewers, it helps you out. Right. So why are you cheering against a Chicago team that's going to help you out? That just made no sense. Well, yeah, the, the north side-south side rivalry got dumb to me the older I got. Yes, of course, yes, it's like yes, a yes. And, and, as a teenager, I'm like, well, hell yeah, yeah. Even though I lived on the South Side, like I was, yeah. I was deep South, 84th and Dorchester. I was, oh. in, I was in stock. I was, I was over. I was way South. <laughs> but I was a Cubs. So you know that was tough. That was tough traveling with my Cubs gear on right. mm-hmm. in the 90s. Uh, uh, you know, deep on the South Side. But the older I got, the more I realized I'm like, what they do has no bearing on us Not whatsoever. At all. Yep. So Not at there. All. Who cares? Like, unless we're facing them in the world, because like, here's here's outside of the Crosstown series, we're not going to see them again unless we unless it's the World Series, right, right. which would be great. That's my dream World yes, Series versus Sox Club. That's my dream World Series. But as yeah, as I got older, I stopped really caring what the Sox did, or even when I even the times that I was like kind of generally inter- interested in the Sox, it was always like, oh, that's cool, they're doing all right, or right. or they're just as bad as us, exactly, you know? right. whatever. Whatever the case may be, but I never really got like the whole. I, I never subscribed to like the uh, the voracious hate of the of the socks. I'm like, why? Like, it's what silly. do they do it's to me? You're you're mad at someone <laughs> because their their fandom. Clothing. Well, their fandom is based on oh, I grew up near nearest to this park versus right. the park you grew up nearest. So where's my fandom lie? Well, it lies to who's local to me. Oh yeah, Just like oh, you reason. grew up on the north side and you're a socks fan. What's wrong with you? Well, it's the same. It's the same reason why. You, uh, if you're from Chicago, more than likely you are a Chicago Bulls and Sox and and Bears fan versus someone that lives in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they're not in our division. No. You're a fan of who you're a fan of, typically based on your geography. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a special player that you just, hey, that's what brought me into the sport. I'm gonna be a fan of that hey. player and that team for that mm-hmm. reason. So it's it's just. Yeah, silly. I mean, real talk. I was a Joe Montana, San Francisco 49ers fan. Montana Rice, 49ers. Of that, course. That, I love them. 100%. Absolutely love them. You know, but I was not, but I was also not a full-on San Francisco 49ers fan. You're a fan once, of the player. Once it, yeah, once once Steve Young, and even though I, I respected what Steve Young and everyone else did after Joe Montana, I thought they were a really dope team. I was kind of like, huh? I'm, like, yeah. Jerry Rice is, I love Jerry Rice, but I wasn't the same fan. As I was when Montana was quarterback, I actually became a Chiefs fan when he became their quarterback. Yep. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm with you. I was I was a fan of Joe Montana, so wherever he went, I rooted for him. You know. All right. So while we're talking about the South Side, we've been doing a lot of Cubs today. Yeah, a lot and, of and Cubs we're, stuff. And we're gonna keep talking about Cubs players because <laughs> somehow the White Sox got some of our players. But let's go ahead and shoot this over. And Z, tell us what's going on on the South Side. White Sox. White Sox. Southside, the Chicago White Sox. All right, so we got uh, got four stories for you, and we'll break all these down. Story number one is kind of two-parted because Eloy's back. Oh, wow. 
And he's hurt again. <laughs> oh no! So, so he's no longer gonna be Mister Spider Man. He's gonna be Mister Glass. <laughs> yeah, he actually uh, played a really good left field when they were he was in there. And again, Sox fandom was like, "Why is he in left field? He should be a DH." I'm like, "Look, guy, he's gonna play left field at least once or twice a week." I said the same thing again. He worked on his craft. He was told in the minor leagues, if you do not put in the work in left field or right field or center field, you're going to be the youngest DH. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be your job. Yeah. And if you want to play left field, you got to get better. Can he play first base? No, we have enough first baseman. No, I'm just saying, like, no, if can't. you're looking for a spot, you know no, what I mean? No, he like, can't. No. Ugh. No. So is he Spider-Man or Spoderman? Like no. the face? He's Mr. Glass. He's about to be in a wheelchair. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. He's going to have the handicapped parking spot and I, everything. I, well, that's Professor X, but he's not smart enough for that. No, scene. he's not smart enough for that. No, not at all. All right. And then second part, and this is something that was I was talking to E off air that really irked me because I was at the Sox game on Friday. And Eloy, I mean, not Eloy, Abreu got beamed in the head by a pitcher. Yeah. I can't remember the pitcher's name off the top of my head, but it, it was bad. I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. Sean, did you see that? I heard. I only heard about it. I didn't see it. I, I didn't get the chance to. I didn't check the replay on that. I just heard about it. I, like I read it in a blur. Yeah. So it, it was I, like dead in his ear. Yeah. So the, the pitch came. It was a 96, 97 mile an hour fastball, and it, it just slipped off the pitcher's hand. And he tried to get away. He tried to turn away. Mm-hmm. And when he turned away, it hit him right on the side of the head. Took him down. He was he was woozy. He and he's a big yeah. man. Yeah. And he he went right. down. And you had you know. Larusa jogging out there, you know, it took about twenty <laughs> minutes for him to get the home plate and everything. But he was hot. He went after their catcher, started talking crap to him, and then the benches, you know, got emptied. The pitcher was on the floor, like almost in a fetal position yeah, he, because he, he was, was yeah. he was very remorseful. He was yeah, he did not want to do that, and you can tell that it wasn't I mean, like that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't intentional from not the sounds all. of it. But I'm, no, but know, he's, that's, that's he's been hit every single game of this uh, series with the Guardians. So, um, really, I, yes, he just got hit earlier. Wow. He just got hit earlier this game. Uh, there's, on a weird, there's a weird dynamic between those two teams because for some reason they sent their gold glove second baseman to the White Sox. Yes, they when did. They're in second in the same division. It's just, it's weird. Well, yeah, we don't know. We don't hey, know. Okay, okay. I saw that. I saw that and I didn't, I didn't delve into it too deeply, but that did, that struck me. I'm right. like, wait a second. That dude is dope. Yeah. Why would they and you're in the same division? Why would they? What What was the the sense behind that? So the yeah the trade deadline like we talked about was the craziest in 20 years, and the Sox made out with some great additions from the Central Division rivals. Well, they're not. Well, one of them is a rival because well, fandom you can say rivals. No, right? the, the the Indians are definitely a rival. Well, I'm saying the Cubs. You know, people st- like we just yeah. talked about that whole rivalry. Uh, that's the rivalry. Yeah, that's yeah, I said rivals. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's start off with Cesar Hernandez, that who we're talking about coming over from the Guardians of Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He is a Gold Glove second baseman. He wore a Gold Glove last year. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a shortened season, but it's still Gold Glove. Uh, in exchange for minor league left-hander Connor Plinkton. Um, so he's just one of those lower-level lower, lower level pitchers that we just sent out there. Mm-hmm. And then Chicago released uh, right-hander Tyler Johnson, who was on our, our roster. Another guy that's just, you know, a journeyman. And they made room. So um, this all stems from Nick Madrigal tearing his hamstring. Mm-hmm. So if you have no one that can hit, because Nick Madrigal is a contact hitter. He's going to hit 300. He's going to get 150 hits a season. Can't wait. You need contact hitters. That's wait. why you traded for him. That's that, why you traded for that, him. That, that, that po- well, and, and he's going to get on base. And he doesn't my, strike out. That was That's what made me pull out my Bart Scott because 
that was the biggest problem with Javi, with KB, with Rizzo. You can't swing for the fence every right. time you come up to the bat. You need people and on base. And 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 they what? sat there and they tell you, we're going to fix the offense is broken. We're going to fix the offense. How you fix the offense with the same players out there every every uh, every single game? You're not changing anything. You know what? You know what's missing. You know what's missing from the game in general is a is is a Tony Gwynn type. Yes, the type that the type that does not hit the home run often, but the on base percentage is fucking amazing. Yes, yes, because yes, on yes. base being being on base alone changes stratagem for every team. Yes, it does. Once you once you get a guy once you get a guy in scoring position, whether it be first, second, third, however he gets there. Once that guy's out there, your p- your pitcher is immediately distracted. Have to yep. think of fifty million different things already. Now you got another ten million on top. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I I miss I miss the players who who would just hit. Like where are this like the pure hit? Like yeah, I'm I'm the best thing about me is I hit doubles. Like where are those guys in the game today? Those are your Nick, your Nick Castellanos. Yeah. Those are your Nick. Ma- oh yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick. Yeah, Nick Madrigal. There's a, there's, they're all yeah. spread out throughout the league, but there's very few of them. Nicky two strikes. Nicky yeah, two strikes. It, so that's what you got it, now. Yeah, there, there used to be more of them. Of course. Per team, there used yeah. to be one guy almost on every squad that no matter what was getting on base in the game. Yeah. Whether he scored or not was negotiable, but he was de- He was like, okay, this guy. Is about to give me at least on. He's about to at least put somebody on base, like like a like or a, for, or a dancer runner. Like a, either a, way, like those those were those guys. A Mickey Morandini or a Mark Rudzelanic. I got your perfect example. Igut, uh, 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 Ricky Gutierrez. No, not Ricky Gutierrez. That's when it comes. No, <laughs> shut up, shut up. Uh, 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 freaking, I just lost it because you just distracted. Uh, yeah. uh, from the Mariners, from the Mariners. Oh, Ichiro? Ichiro. Yeah, he is the yeah, best yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He slaps yeah. the ball. Yes. And then people are like, why doesn't he hit home runs? I'm like, um, have you ever Ichiro. seen him watch? Yeah, have you ever yeah. watched his batting practice? He can hit 400 home runs. Right. He chooses not to. He sets the table for the rest of the team. I'm going to get on base. I'm going to get a double. Just push me in. Well, We've all been baseball, coaches. Yeah. Baseball is the chess of sports. Yes. You got to you gotta move. You got everything. Everything is about your is, – is about – being 10 steps ahead of the next person, even though you don't know if you're going to get on base or not. But once you are there, it's a game of moves. Right. It's a, it's a game of moves. So w- there needs to be those people on every team. Like I would, if I was building a team, I would look for pure hitters, not home run hitters. You know, you do need some home run hitters, of course, but right. I just want the guy with the, with the on, if getting on base is underrated. Yes. yes. In today's, LB. Well, the thing the thing that changes is that uh, analytics, right? The, the numbers came yeah. in, and, and it's always been part of the sport, but now it's stressed so much. You're like, oh, no. Well, you don't have to steal bases because the percentage of that helping your team is so low. Well, you know what? If, if my guy's on first and he steals second, now he's in scoring position. Right. All I need is a bunt to get him to third, and I need to fly out, and I score. Well, I think one of the big things that's going on right now, and it's actually being brought up in the, in the it's going to be brought up in the, in the winter meetings with the owners. At the is, shift. Is they're talking about banning the shift, and that's been a big, significant change in the way that hitters are able to hit. So, yeah, go and, ahead. And, and that's, a, that's another reason why, hey, uh, if we're, I'm, we're my average is, is going as far as, like, just a base hit, 
versus like, well, I mean, they put the shift on I me. Mean, you might as well swing you, for the fences. Well, no, guy. you're because a major like, leaguer. You should be able to hit at all, and, all directions. And I don't disagree, but by by the same token, you're a major leaguer. You should be able to pinpoint your pitch no matter what. Some guys can't do that. Some guys can throw 100 straight down the middle and can't hit a, a, and can't throw a cutter and can't throw a, a curveball and can't throw a slider. You know what I mean? So you're, I you're know good what you're at saying. what you're good at. I, I got two points yeah. for you. One, because we've, all, we've coached here, uh-huh. all right? When you hit ground balls to... Your kids. Yep. Do you all line them up on all third base because you can only pull the ball? No. no As no, a coach, no, 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 you no, should no. be able to hit everywhere, right? Yeah, but you're also you, – that's the point. The, the point is, is that it's the pitcher's job to make you hit where they're trying to get you to hit. Yes, I you know agree what I mean? with that. So it's not just – I'm not – when I throw it, I'm just tossing it lightly up yes. in the air versus a 101-mile-gallon you know, fastball coming from Chapman. Right, but you got Javi, right? Javi's up the pl- at the plate. Oh, Javi don't care. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. What is what I'm saying? <laughs> Javi tennis racket, he's swinging. If the, if the ball's outside, hey, just stick, your, <laughs> just stick your bat out and you just dump it into right field well, if you're right-handed. That's why I, I always tell my small players. Ball. Small I ball. I always tell the players. I'm like, look, and and it goes for fielding too. Because yes. some of these some of these girls will sit there like they got cement feet stuck to the ground. Yeah, if it ain't directly to me, I'm not moving. And I keep telling them, I'm like, it is your job to get to the ball, whether that's fielding or batting. Mm-hmm. Put the bat where the ball is, because some yeah, don't swing at garbage. Don't. I always tell them if it's too high, hey, it's like tennis. If it's too low, it's like golf. No tennis, no golf. But right in the middle, put that bat where the ball is. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the perfect pitch because it's never, never going to come. It's never coming so at least make contact you know what i mean make contact put the ball in play and and go from there at least hey if they make a mistake you're on first base you know it's that's the most frustrating thing but like i said when you have the shift and you're for whatever reason the way you move you're a lefty you're a righty and that ball when they look at the analytics and they say yep he's gonna hit it to shortstop mm-hmm. we'll get and, and it always happens do. they load up over there and that's where and that's why you got guys like uh um I want to say Derek Lee was notorious for those double plays. Yeah, notorious yeah. for that. Yeah, easy out. So, so would so would you say that that with, with that what you just said, then players have become predictable. Yes. Oh, and where? Yeah. yeah. But they've always yeah. been. They've, they've always they've, been. It's just now what they're doing is they're they're using the analytics to take that to our advantage because now you can you can do the shift. So they're like, well, we right. know what, this is your. And that's the, that's just scouting. That's it just is. anything else. Right. When you have and such a large sample size, you're able to actually see what's the most probable thing that's going to happen. The difference in between the 80s and 90s and now is that those numbers are available to you at a drop of a yes, dime, yes, right? Yes, yes, These yes, guys yes. have, they take off their hat and they pull out a little card or yeah. it's in their back pocket like, oh, this is what this guy does. Yep. And now I know how to pitch. I know where to shift. And you have all the information with you. And it's not. It's now not, before you used to have to remember, like, oh yeah, he last game, last time we played him, he did this. No, now it's just, hey, it's here, it is. And it's and it's not like little league when you know you sit there and you see the kid that's like five foot eleven and two hundred and fifty pounds and he's supposed to be twelve and you're yelling at your outfielders, move back, keep going, don't stop. <laughs> 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 hey, tell us about some of these uh, players the White Sox got from the Cubs. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, well, obviously we got the second gate baseman. He's uh, been playing very well for us so far. Uh, trade number two, right-handed reliever Ryan Tapera. Mm-hmm. Uh, after being traded across town, you know that was uh, thank you Cubs uh, to the White Sox <laughs> <laughs> uh, in exchange for minor league left-hander Bailey Horn. So you've got a project pitcher. I'm gonna tell you right now, Bailey Horn uh, was in the middle of the pack of uh, prospects. He is either you can put him in a bullpen for an inning and two, or you can try to stretch him to be a five. Depends on what you guys want to do. Yo, younger guy. I mean, yeah. you know, Ryan Tapera, who came over, I want to say, from the Rangers. Um, 
You look, uh, Tapera has been pretty good for us. He is, I want to say, in his debut for the Sox, he, he gave up a home great. run. But I mean, look, <laughs> we, we talked about the bottom of their uh, bullpen when you got Tapera, you got Chafin, yes. and you got Kimbrel, and they're they all they were locked down. I thought for sure Chafin was going to be the guy that went to the White Sox. Yeah, and, I would have loved it. You know what I mean? I, I thought that was a, a better fit for him. I felt like maybe the Dodgers were going to be the ones that get Kimbrel, but if if he had to go anywhere, I'm happy he went to the White Sox. Like I said. I'm happy for my White Sox fans, friends mm-hmm. that uh, that want to see their team do good and as many good players you can get on that team. Good for you. Yeah, that, that's how I feel about that. All right. So what yeah, else? I'm you? happy. Go ahead. I'm happy for the Sox. Actually, um, uh, dis- despite the despite the loss, I had you know at first I was angry like every other Cubs of fan. Course. I was like, what the hell is this? I was mad. I was upset. But then I looked at the long term like consequences and I'm like okay this is actually all really good for us and and once again trading someone to the Sox has no bearing on what we will or won't do as, no, as Cubs not. right it, it does like like okay so so if these guys go and shine and they, they get they glow up and the Sox you know rumble through and whatever they're great it's, that's good for the city overall yep. right you know Am I am I am I a touch salty as a Cub fan? Just a touch, but I'm not like like hating it. Like, oh fuck the socks. I'm like, well, go ahead, guys, get right, it. Right, right. Like, do your thing we, because, we, because yeah, I mean, well, just like the Cubs, they went and got a, a, a Rodis Chapman, yep. and they traded a great prospect who's playing for them now. You you do that because you have a chance to get to the championship, mm-hmm. and if yep, you don't go right. all out, then you're you're as a GM, you're not doing your job. So one thing that we did talk about a little bit was Craig, uh, Craig Kimbrell going over to the White Sox. You guys got a, a closer that's going to go along. I think he's going to be your closer over Liam Hendricks. Hendricks. I don't think so. I think so because it's I, our, he already talked I, about it. I, I'll tell you what, Kimbrell is a better pitcher than Hendricks. You can say whatever you want. Kimbrell right now, right came, now came into form, back to form this season. He came back to Ke- Craig Kimbrell, and more than likely, I think that Kimbrel is going to be your closer down the stretch. Now, they're just going to go by. They're going to go by analytics. They're going to say this and, and, and that, and it's whatever. That's just my my opinion. But what this is what I'll say is that when we're looking at both teams, and I'm looking at the fact that we just traded our closer, mm-hmm. who was very good. Mm-hmm. The Cubs went and traded for Chapman, mm-hmm. and what did he do right. immediately? Went back to the Yankees. Right. So when we, I want to ask both of you guys. When we think about Javi, Rizzo, or KB, which one of those three do you think is more likely to come back to the Cubs as a free agent? Bias. Bias. Yeah. Bias. I, I think I think Chicago is better for his brand overall. Yeah. Um, honestly. Um, I, I think that if anyone comes back is bias. I think he know I think the love for him here is genuine. His love amongst the community is genuine, but also bottom line. Because baseball is a business, and he is a business unto himself. Right. Chicago is better for his brand. And he I, doesn't have to. He doesn't have to share much of the spotlight. He doesn't. He won't have. New York is tough. Yes. You thought New Chicago fans were, were desperate and and, and bipolar. Yeah. New York is even worse. New York is tough because pretty much he has pretty much the time left in this season to show and prove, yes. or or the New York media is going to start calling him trash. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really matter because he's a free agent after the season anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, he's a free agent. I think, I think, but I think that he would be the more likely candidate. Now, do I see it happening? Probably not, but I think that's the most likely option because his brand was built here, and it's not too late for him to come back to it and be like, "All right, when well, I'm back and 
I got my money and let's go back and all this bias stuff, bias, bias, bias. He could do that. Or he can take his talents to a smaller market and become big fish, small market, but maybe not win. Yeah. Yeah. What, what about you, Z? What do you think? Uh, I, I, again, I, I still think it's going to be bias coming back. Uh, I think the KB and Rizzo, that's the Brizzo brand is done in Chicago. So I think the most likely player to actually come back, I think that's going to be Rizzo. I think that there's not going to be a ton of money for him out there. And I think that if you're talking about the potential of a player going to another team and then coming back, who is who has been the Cub? Who has been Mr. Cub for the past 10 yeah. years? Besides and Ernie and Banks, and that's, that's Mr. That's Rizzo. For the past 10 years, it's yeah. Rizzo. And he's the most beloved. And, and the funny thing is that I was at Gurney Mills yesterday, and any, any shop that you went to, the, the uh, jerseys and the jerseys were 50% off for Bryant. Time to stock up. Time to stock and, up. And, and uh, KB. But I like the thought of Javi being the most likely. And I, I'm going to tell you why. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode. When you look at all the free agent shortstops that are going to be coming out this season, you have Carlos Carrera. Correa, you have Trevor Story. Yep. You have um, the, the kid in Toronto that's been playing second for them up there. Um, uh, Simeon. 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 And... And you have Baez, and when and and when you look at between those four, those are pretty big names to be available in free agency. Mm-hmm. And they have better as, like, numbers. Who's the best hitter? It's not Baez. Baez is probably uh, one, either one or one A with Correa as far as the best defensive out of the four. But I mean, offensively, your your problem is is that you have to make up for those deficiencies that that Javi puts in place. Um, I think that. Rizzo has done a good job of being a contact hitter. I just think that it just got stale here. And I think that by him leaving them, bringing him in prospects, Fresh he can kind of re- refresh yeah. himself a little bit, just to kind of reset a little bit and kind of give it a second chance. So that's that's my most likely uh, player to come back to the Cubs. Well, this became a Cubs segment again. Yeah. But, hey, hey, <laughs> hey we, we, we did. Wow. It's, it's about. Damn I <laughs> shut up. I shut up for 40 minutes, and this just became a Cubs segment it's again. It's about. Damn time. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, go White Sox. Yeah. We're, running, we're running out of time here, so we're just going to say go White Sox. Yeah, all right. So <laughs> I'll stay with you. Go Sox. I'll stay with you. Yeah, I'm with you. No, everybody. I've been with you all yes, season. Yes, you I've have. I've been with you all season. I got the receipts. So no, I, I get it. You guys are emotional. You're grieving. You're trying to get this off all your chest so that way you don't carry this baggage <laughs> to, to the off season. And we, and, we, and we did say this was going to be the therapy session. Yeah, we, we did. Charge. No charge. We did. We did. All right. Let, Thank you. I, I, pre- I appreciate it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, listeners. All right, let's take a pause for the cars, and we will be back after this with Stern the Pot with our special guest, Coachy's Soul Star. Oh, yeah. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. 
Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Oh, yeah. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. Yeah, you know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. All right, E, I am giving you the reins back of this segment because I'm done looking for food, man. Right, yeah, we, we, we've done. Quite- <laughs> we're exhausted on what food to find already. We've done quite a bit of food topics, and I figured since we got our special guest, Kochi Soulstar, in the house, uh, let's do music this week. Be- oh, boy. Because we know in this post-COVID, quote-unquote, post-COVID society, 400,000 folks trekked down to Lollapalooza this weekend, right? So my question to you, Lollapalooza, <laughs> yay or nay? I'm going to let our guests go first. Yeah. Nay. <laughs> I say nay. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. Uh, hell no. Uh, let's make that three for three because uh, what? No, what? No. There's no Hell reason. Nah. That's, too, that's, nah. that's too many people. It's, it's too soon. It's too many people. I get it. The city needed the revenue. Yeah, yeah, that's what that my is. Predict, my, my prediction is this. Governor Pritzker, Mayor Lightfoot collaborated to get this money in. Yep. And then once this is done and the dust is settled and the Delta cases go up the next couple of weeks, yep. we're back yep. to shutdown. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with yeah, you on that. I think you're on the right track. Yeah, um, I mean, here's here's the thing. Whether whether there are people out there that believe it, you know, because I know there are still people who think this is just one giant hoax or whatever. Right. Whether you believe it or not, death is happening. Yeah. People are sick and people are dying. Whether you think it's from COVID, five G lines or whatever, something's happening. Five G lines. Gathering <laughs> in a large, ga- gathering in a large group like that is like the dump like that right now that's the dumbest thing you could do yeah no i mean i just did the show last night and until i went on stage my mask was on yeah yeah you know like like did i take it down and have my drink at the bar of course i did you know i i, I you know because i'm vaccinated i feel somewhat say but you know i'm i'm not 100 percent out of it because delta doesn't care if you're vaccinated or not no neither does american airlines <laughs> 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 Oh, oh, oh man! Oh, that's good. Well done, well done. Well, l- let me ask you. I mean, like you know, we've known each other for a while now, and you have gone through your own, you know, issues with health in the past as well. So, I mean, for someone like you, this is especially dangerous. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm immunocompromised, uh, not on the level of some other people, but I definitely don't have the full. My body, my my white blood cells are not running at 100. percent Right. So I, I am I am extremely careful um, out there. You know, I, I, I've, I've never really stopped socially distancing. Like the past week is probably the closest I've been to strangers in a mm. long time because I had two shows this week and it was really a test. I'm like, hmm, I don't know any of you people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, but it's different. Like, you know, because I, I have various, you know, what they call them, pods. Mm. Uh, that existed like you know so I had like a group of friends that all through the pandemic we still got together and played D&D at least up until like at, until the extreme point then we switched to online and then once everyone got vaccinated we went back to in person 
But outside of really those and a couple select others, yeah, I haven't been around people. Yeah, like real talk. Like I really mm-hmm. haven't. I think like I have he, been. He and I, I were together like every week, but it's, I think there was maybe three or four people that we kind of surrounded ourselves with. Yeah, that's it. Family, yeah, really. You know I mean, like that was. Yeah, it. yeah, you had you had your you had your pod. You right. had your your people who you trusted, or you know, uh, in in that regard. And I have my I have my section as well. Um, this was my first time really being out in the general public, and like I had my merch table up for the first time and forever. Yeah. So like I had to like really, you know be within close quarters of people right and it was a little it was a little anxiety cause and so when i see the pictures from Lollapalooza, i'm just like what the fuck guys like <laughs> y'all y'all rubbing on each other naked breathing all all yeah. over like ah mm. it gives you a different perspective see- outside of like any protocols too i mean because you think about like how many times, you know, you're 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 in a circle, whatever like that. Someone sparks up a joint, you just pass it to the next person, not even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you touched or, it, yeah. or or you know, people uh, uh, when when the uh, Blackhawks win the cup and everyone's drinking out of that thing, whatever the hell that you know what I mean. So like, I wonder how cautious yeah. people are going to be. And, and I remember, yeah, I'm not kissing the cup if we win it again. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I remember people saying, "I'll never shake hands with anyone ever again." And the first thing you do, as soon as you feel a little bit comfortable, you stick your hand out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just your your yeah, natural yeah, instinct. You know, what, hey, uh, you, go ahead. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're absolutely right, man. Um, it's kind of funny because when I was at the the show that I did on Thursday, I was at a speakeasy, and mm-hmm. one of the hosts of a speakeasy, like they were giving pre rolls away to uh. people, and and the, and the host was already smoking one. And he handed me one, and he got offended because I took my lighter and took it over the back, like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Like that was the only way I was gonna accept it from them. They look like, hey, I don't have COVID. I was like, I don't know what you got. Right. <laughs> it could be COVID. It could be herpes. It could be uh, anything. Right. Right. I don't know where you. I don't. I don't know what's been in or out of your mouth. So, like, <laughs> while I accept. <laughs> so while I accept your weed, I will also make sure that it is safe for me to, Consume. you know, because if it's one yeah, thing I know, fire kills everything. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> you know, like, hey, so listen, wh- wh- while we're talking about music a little bit, I mean, tell us about uh, your shows, Fly Nerd Group, everything that you got going on with your uh, with your music. Yeah, uh, so I, I host a weekly web show called Fly Nerd Group. Um, much like you guys, we talk about uh, we talk about hip hop, uh, we talk about comic books, talk about movies, sci fi uh, issues in the geek community. Um, and within that, we are also we we have also are we're putting out an album produced by a Chicago producer, Fifth Element. Yes. And uh, and I'm also working on my third solo project. Um, that's it, it started off as one one thing, but now as art, as, you know how artists are, we we change up and we change things around. Yep. So Not Dead Yet is, is like my latest venture, but I've decided to break it down into three volumes. So the first volume I'm working on is called Semi-Automatic Sunday. It's gonna have like a real jazzy blues kind of feel. Um, the first single, L Burns, is up on all streaming platforms. So Spotify, Amazon, Apple, YouTube. Uh, yeah. Not title. Title's the only place you can't find it. Yeah. No, that, that, so, that's dope, man. I'm, I'm, I, I've been kind of following some of the things that you've been doing for a long time. I remember when you used to have your store and stuff like that. So, I mean, like, I said, like you're, you're the quintessential Chicago comic book nerd MC to me. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, that, that's 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 love, man. That's love, right? 
So let, yeah, let, me, uh, let me ask you a question because I have a feeling sure. that you might have already seen all of it that's been available. But one thing that we do like to talk about is shows that we've been watching. Yes, we, sir. We like to call that what you looking at. And to me, the thing I've been looking at is the new He-Man on Netflix. One, I'm sure you've yeah, seen I, it. I feel like I've, I feel like you probably had uh, 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 like an inside uh, yeah. look before he even got published. <laughs> yeah, the bootleg DVD. <laughs> so, well, uh, you know, you know, Kevin, Ke- Kevin didn't hit me up uh, with, with, with an advance, so I had to wait. I had to wait like everybody else. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, for Netflix to see it, but I, I watched it in its entirety, and. To all the fanboys and all the nostalgia gatekeepers who are complaining, <laughs> goat shit. Yeah. It, the lore, the lore is changed. It is, it, and it did not focus on He Man, which was great because He Man's the least interesting thing about the Masters <laughs> of the Universe. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and hey, I had that one, Battle Damage He Man. I had Battle Damage. Original, my original from 1984, man. So. And it's not, and it's not that I don't like He Man, but if you look at the lore, yeah, he is the most simple. He is the he is the square in that universe. He that he he is what you get. Prince Adam becomes super powerful, beats up people. There's no depth to He Man. No, no, there no, isn't. absolutely not. There isn't. But and I like that Kevin Smith addressed that, and instead of adding a ton of problems onto Prince Adam and He Man. He made it a problem for the rest of the world. Yes, I thought that was brilliant, personally. I thought that was the way to take it. Were there other things that I would have maybe done differently here and there? Sure. Maybe not got as much as I love Mark Hamill. One love mm-hmm. Mark Hamill. His Skeletor sounded too much like his Joker. Okay. Okay, I'm going to have to watch it and then compare and contrast because, yeah, because, he, is, he is my Joker. And the, and the original yeah, Skeletor yeah, and, voice was amazing i mean like you it, it's one of those voices that throughout like the entire show that's the one that you remember with that kind of high pitch high almost pitch, easily yeah. but like completely yeah. like you as soon as he started talking you knew that was the bad guy yeah and it's not that mark hamill didn't didn't like properly voice act like as far as like emoting skeletor he was great as far as like conveying the purpose but when you listen to him it was like all I hear is the Joker. Yep. Yeah, it's too. It's too. You know similar. that's all. Yeah, it was too. It was too similar. And I know that Mark Hamill does have range. I mean, he was skips on regular show. A lot of people didn't know that. Oh wow. Mark Hamill was skips on regular show for years, ten years or eight years, however long regular show was on. You know, so he can do other voices. I would have wanted him to do expand that or get a different voice actor who can make who can capture. Skeletor well, and they they had you know, a lot not- of voice actors in the show. I mean, I think Lena Headley was in the show. I mean, there was a yeah. lot of people. There was the we were just talking about the the other uh, the other guy from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, so the, yeah. the fisherman guy, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of voice yeah, actors he, on the uh, show. Liam something, yeah. yeah. He was the 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 guy who uh, was in the in the uh, who taught the, who got he got taught how to read. Yes, by yeah. the girl that they learned. Yes, right. yes, yes. yes. He, that's what yeah, yeah we were talking about that a little bit but i mean look yeah kevin I, 
Well, I think you got to uh, think of it this way too. Is like Kevin Smith is like, wait, I get to remake He Man. Uh, I want you. I want you. And yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get the guy. <laughs> I'm gonna get Luke slash Joker, and I want you to be my guy. So I can't really I like the yeah, casting maybe, was there. Maybe you wanted a different guy, but I mean, like Kevin Smith. Like I'm not gonna. If, if you're I'm not gonna mess. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the best of the best. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, and he did. He did get the best of the best. Like overall, the voice cast is phenomenal. It, like, like I said, Mark Hamill does a great job as Skeletor, right. but there are moments where you're just like, you're ready for him to say Batman. Like, you, you just keep waiting for it. <laughs> you, you keep waiting for him to say it, which is why I'm glad that overall, Skeletor and He-Man don't dominate the narrative. Yeah. It's, it's Tila's story. It's the masters it of the universe, not just He-Man. Yeah. They address the entire world, and they really, they really go into the lore, and I like the fact that we find out why Castle Grayskull is named Castle Grayskull. Mm-hmm. We see the previous defenders of Eternia. So all that stuff gets added in and is great for, to me as someone who likes depth in a fantasy world. Right, right. Z, so, Z, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm watching when I get home. Z, what have you been watching? Uh, well, Ted Lasso season two. Yeah. Uh, premiered in the last two weeks, so okay, I it, last yeah, yeah I watched that's the great. last uh, two episodes. That has been phenomenal. Yeah, I been laughing out loud. Literally, like the stuff that he puts the situation he puts himself in is just so comical. You're like, yeah, this can happen. Yeah. And then the other show that you recommended last week, Sheboygan or whatever it's called. Oh, it's uh, Spligadoon or Schmigadoon. Oh, the musical. Yes. the musical one. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so Leslie Strong yeah. just is is so good in Se- it. Cecily Strong. Uh, Cecily Strong. Sorry. Yeah, it's Cecily Strong and Keegan Michael Key, and this is another um, Lorne Michaels production. So what you're seeing now is so so if for those of you who don't know, because you ain't been paying attention, I'm a big SNL nerd, and that was my whole thing with my my homie Mike one that that we went through, and you're looking at. Um, a lot of these SNL stars over the past 10, 15 years really continue to grow in mm-hmm. their roles. Um, Jason Sudeikis, uh, Cecily Strong now in the role and all this stuff. So, I mean, like, you're seeing a lot more of the SNL alums actually getting TV shows and being sustained. And like um, Andy Samberg on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. So, these guys actually sustaining a career of acting outside of SNL has is, is been phenomenal for me to see these guys grow. Hey, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a genius of the show. Absolutely, yeah. that show is genius, absolute genius. And I, I love the how the cast has grown and the changes that they've under, undergone from season one to now. Like I really felt like I've watched these characters develop and find like really good voices. I'm sad that this is the last season, right? But whenever, whenever, whenever two main characters get married, it's all it's like the death nail of a show. <laughs> Well, like, you, it's like kind of time to time to, to close the books, you know. Once once Sam and once once uh in Cheers, once they got married, it's like I just I'm yeah. not I don't care. Well, you know <laughs> the, the, the thing is specifically about that show. If you take each individual character and separate them, you're like this sounds absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. You know, even even down to uh, uh, the Sarge, even down to um, your your captain is a stoic, older, black man who's gay, and uh-huh. you're just like. Every, he completely and totally breaking the gay stereotype, and you know, and and I thought the way he played it was phenomenal. Um, you know, uh, um, oh yeah, it, it was just it, like I said, if you take each character out of it individual, you're like none of this should work. They work so well together. The writing is is so good, mm-hmm. and it's consistent. And and the way that they continue and grow the storyline throughout the uh, throughout the show it was phenomenal. 
Um, one thing that I want to touch on before we get out of here. Yeah. Um, this past week was the four-year anniversary of us uh, losing our good friend Mike One. Um, you know, he was he was like I, I just mentioned. He was a very uh, he was my SNL buddy. We used to give each other a, a hard time. I will say over the past four years, because of my relationship with Mike, I've met and talked to and just been open to talk to talking to so many different people. Sean here included, because once we kind of realize, yo, we're, we're all a part of the same community. We just start talking more and more and more and just becoming friends with people we might have known of but never really interacted with before. So, um, you know, along along with Mike One, um, the day before um, on June or July 28th was my buddy Bill's birthday. Uh-huh. And Mike was with me in New Orleans when Bill passed away. Oh, wow. So it was Bill's birthday oh, wow. in the, on the 28th. And then the anniversary of Mike passing on the 29th. And for whatever reason, those two within my life, without ever knowing each other, are so connected to one another. It's it's amazing. So I got, I, I just wanted to say, you know, we're still thinking about you, Mike. We love you. And uh, and I just wanted to give you a shout out and let you know that you're still having an impact on a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Peace to Mike one. Uh, love that guy. He, he was always, he always made me laugh. And it, it's, you know, sadly, I, ha- I was talking to him the week before his passing. Yeah. And we had we had just talked about uh, getting together and working out um, and stuff. And we were supposed to meet up. And then, unfortunately, yeah. the news dropped. And it, I, I was just like, wow, you know. And but and I wish I, I can honestly say, I w- like many others, I wish I could have seen the signs. I wish I had recognized mm-hmm. that farewell tour. I, like he was, he was visiting yeah. so many people yes, that yes. I didn't, I didn't, it didn't register in my head that this was him. He was going around and saying goodbye. Yep. Wow. And it, 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 it wasn't until he, it wasn't until that unfortunate stuff happened. It made me look at his timeline again. Like I started yep. scrolling back to the timeline and, he was and I was like, everyone. yeah, I was like, he decided this a long yeah. time ago. Oh, well. Yeah, there, there was a, there was a lot of things that 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 he went through, um, especially in those last few years of his life, and uh, you know, unfortunately, it, it just it just kind of came to a head for him. Um, yeah, but, but, it's, yeah, it's one of those things like like I wish I could have read the signs. I wish, you know, it's just one of those things like was there something I, like I went through? I'm sure what many of us went through. Was there something I could have said or done? Yeah, and 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 that was the thing is that I actually texted with him that night because I got a random friend request from some dude and I and I texted him and I was like, "Hey, Mike, who is this guy? You're mutual friends." He goes, "I remember the text because he says, I don't know, he's nuttier than me, and I'm off my meds." Whoa, he said that to me that night, and I and and in our typical fashion, I was like, "Ha ha ha," you know, and and it and it was just left at that, and then I, and then I got that. Uh, I got that call early in the morning the next day and it was just uh, you know just just thinking about it again just makes me break down and and we've done this a couple of times but I do want to take this opportunity to mention if you or someone that you know is suicidal the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 it's okay. not be okay it's absolutely okay. 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 absolutely all right that is going to be it for today 
Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That is TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. And don't forget to check out our new friends over at ACSI.tech and check out their career section to start an exciting new career in the communications industry. Shout out to today's awesome guest host, Sean Akins, a.k.a. Kochi Sosar. Give it up. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, Sean. Thank you. Yeah, you can check them out every week. Check out Fly Nerd Group. Search him on YouTube. Search him on Facebook. Go and get it and check out his new projects coming out soon. And don't forget, check out uh, Mike Logic Ideal. They got some of these back episodes of the All Net Podcast talking about this uh, NBA final season, this magical season for the Milwaukee Bucks. Check them out. And don't forget to check out the Shine Native Radio Podcast, now available on all major platforms. And uh, shout out to Rodesh and shout out to Panic for the beats we played on today's show. Check out paniconthebeat.com for all. All your moment merch and gear and don't forget to check Bad. us out <laughs> <He's the bad. laughs> don't forget to check us out on social media you can find us at true shy fans on twitter that's at true chi fans on twitter and on tiktok find us on facebook instagram youtube spotify and reach out to us hit the dms give us your stirring the pot ideas your movie recommendations and uh tell us what you think about these cubs trades you know we want to hear we want to we'll, if you got something good we'll, we'll put it on the show and don't forget you could also reach out to us on our email at true chicago sports fans at gmail.com all right y'all for right. big z e-rock and our boy coachy soul star we will see you next week for episode 57 until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Yeah. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.